Tanandi is the Festival of Contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art. The exhibition is at the Art Gallery of South Australia until the 30th of January 2022. You can view the virtual tour online at agsa.sa.gov.au. Uh, Sandra Saunders, I am from Wangaree. Well, I live at Wangaree now in South Australia. I'm originally uh, from uh, the southeast down at Kingston, Millicent, I was born. And yeah, there's one thing in the, the book I just want to correct. It says in that book that I was stolen generation. It is a mistake in that book. So anyone who sees the book, uh, just change that bit in it. So Wangari, where is that? Is that Air Peninsula? It's on the Air Peninsula. It's 45 k's out of Port Lincoln. How did you end up over there from the southeast? Well, um, when I was young, my dad well, my dad was a railway worker, and we did go. I went to school in Port Lincoln, and uh, then uh, later on went to Mount Gambier to live, and later on I went back to Port Lincoln as an adult with my children went to school there. So, and Wangaree is a place forty five k's out of Port Lincoln. Uh, that uh, I really liked and uh, so I bought a little place there and uh, now I'm there doing my art. That's great. And our history, our first connection was that I was your secretary while you were the director of the Aboriginal Legal Rights Movement and now here we are talking as artists. (laughs) And how great is that? I love it. (laughs) Yes, so do I. Um, And there was like Sonia, I was talking to her out there too. She's another one who... uh, I worked with years ago. So it's magic to catch up like this, just really deadly. And uh, it's good to see what we're doing, you know. It's a whole different area. Once we were, you know, working in the political area, now we're doing political artworks. Yeah, it's great. It's it, it's a, um, a much nicer feeling on the soul as well I think to, to to talk about these issues but to do it through art than to you know to be in those environments where you are dealing with governments and bureaucracies. Well, absolutely I mean I find doing the art is a it's a healing process for me. Um, well my High Marsh Island collection is an example of that. Without painting you know I don't think I would have survived. I got rid of a lot of anger by painting my interpretation of what was happening during that saga, and those those amazing days of it was such a such a high stress environment at the Aboriginal Legal Rights Movement, and and dealing with all of this, and then to see you come running across the office with this coil of telephone wires, saying, <laughs> <laughs> look what I found, <laughs> and and shortly after that, these amazing little figures come out of it. <laughs> I forgot about that, Robin, yeah. <laughs> and that's, well, that was my first lot of artwork that I started again, uh, making all those wire works out of that. Well, it was fantastic, all that uh, telephone wire. Yeah. Because they were revamping it, and I said to the guy, could I have that? Oh, you know, no, I'm <laughs> supposed to take it with me. But I got it. <laughs> and of I remember you did. <laughs> being so excited about it. And I've done that. And you made, do you remember, I made the um, one, the Marbo one, mm-hmm. 
and you made a little book yes. that was uh, <laughs> in it, which was absolutely deadly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The good times. They yeah. were definitely, <laughs> yeah. and they're continuing. You're you're continuing with your artwork. So there's there's a piece that's um, showing in an exhibition as a part of Tarnandi. So tell it, can you tell us about this particular work, what it's called? Well, it's called Deadly Women. There's been women in my life that have it's had a major impact on my life and throughout my life uh, I keep com- coming across with, um, through work or whatever and I thought I think I might paint them. And it was only for myself, you know, not for the exhibition at that time. So I, women like, first of all, my mother who inspired me so much, who could create art out of anything. You know, she'd find a dead tree and make things. Our Christmas trees, you know, 50-odd years ago were a branch, you know. These days it's trendy. Well, my mother was doing that. <laughs> you know, 50 or 60 years ago. Um, So there was my mother, the next one was Dr Doreen Katinri, of course, such a major impact in High Marsh Island. But just the knowledge that woman has, uh, the genealogy stuff, the historian, and how she just inspired me no matter what was put in front of her, you know, the diverse issues, she would just get there and do it, you know, like she didn't let that deter her from her stand about protection, protecting Aboriginal women's sites. So uh, that had a major impact on me. I think the next one is uh, Joe Wilmot. Well, Joe and I come across each other many years ago and in particular... I worked with her on women's issues. Uh, she had the was organising the a big international women's conference in Adelaide, and I worked with her on that, and her involvement in the arts. Well, her and I actually became really good friends and continue today to actually do things together, and she has been a great support to me. I reckon. Uh, the next sister in there is Marcia Langton. Well, during my time at Aboriginal Legal Rights, we were involved in Native Title and I'd, as the director at that time of Aboriginal Legal Rights, I would go to Melbourne or Sydney to Native Title meetings and Marcia was always there and she was very supportive of me and... She was just fabulous to listen to, like she was so direct and, you know, snarly in a way about how she'd talk. But I really have a lot of respect for Marcia. And she also came over and supported us during the High Marsh Island. She spoke about the Seven Sisters, describing the Pallades and all that, which was fabulous. And all the white fellas come to listen because Marcia was talking. So that was great. And another time with Marcia was when Eddie Maguire uh, 
said those nasty things about um, Adam Goods. I was so upset. Uh, I was sitting in my backyard crying and I uh, it even makes me sad thinking about it now. Um, and I end up, I think it was about four, uh, six, seven o'clock at night. I think I had a couple of Bacardis. <laughs> and I rang those. I said, you bloody got to do something about Eddie Maguire saying that. And a couple of days later, I got a phone call from her to say, well, Eddie's going to be ringing you <laughs> because uh, I've spoken to him. I'm doing a mentor, not a mentor. She, she's going to be um, working with him about his racism and he was going to ring me and I had to tell him my story, which I did. So I've always appreciated Marcia following up like that and there's been a couple of other issues like that, that she's had such an impact on me. And the next one, of course, is, well, Val Powell, anyone in Adelaide would know Val. I've done her with a megaphone because that's how we all know her. When the marchers were on in the street, she'd say, come on, you fellas, all line up, get down there. What do we want? We want land rights now, you know. And she was just so tiddly and inspiring. And um, I started working for welfare and she took me under her wing because she worked there too. And she knew who I was and who my family was. So in a way, I be- she actually guided me through those years in welfare and looked after me. Although we could have words from time to time, <laughs> but it was always okay. And so her and her sister Moo become very dear friends of mine and we travelled to Scotland together and had a fabulous time and uh, told all the stories to all the Scottish people over there. (laughs) And, of course, you can imagine Val and Moo talking to their mob over there. They just loved us. (laughs) What took you over there? Was it just a holiday? It was a holiday we all had, there was uh, four of us that went, or five of us that went. We all had an, a connection with Scotland and we talked about it and we sort of said, why don't we go and do the uh, Edinburgh Fringe? So that's what we'd done. We all saved our money and, you know, we'd done a couple of song and dance acts back here and charge everyone 10 bucks to come (laughs) to raise some money, that sort of stuff. And uh, off we went to Scotland. Uh, One of the funniest things when we were there, on the way over, I bought a little wombat, a little hand puppet wombat at the airport just to entertain ourselves on the plane (laughs) so we'd muck around with it. When we get to Edinburgh and set up for the fringe, Moo's there with the wombat and she's playing with it and going talking to the people. Oh, look at the little wombat and you can come and pat it. And these people thought it was real. And these ladies come there one day and said, oh, could we see the wee wombat? And Moo said, oh, no, it's asleep now. And they said, oh, we brought our wee children to see it. All right, I'll get it out. So she gets it out and brings it over to us as if it's there cradling in her arms asleep and they're patting it and have a look at it. 
And one of the other ladies who come with us, she said, for Christ's sake, Muriel, tell them it's not bloody real. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. And, well, I mean, that was, what, 20-odd years ago and today we're still laughing about (laughs) that story. Oh, just great times. So, yeah, we had many good times, many sad times together as well because, once again, uh, Val was heavily involved in standing up for the women during High Marsh Island, yeah. And I think the the next one is Loager. Well, I first met Loager and was inspired by her when I come from Port Lincoln as a welfare officer. She came and spoke to us. I was an Aboriginal community worker and we were at one of our big meetings and lowered you come and spoke about, you know, the importance of Aboriginal people being in jobs and working for Aboriginal people. And she inspired me. And I've uh, always had a lot of time for the politics that she played in this country as an Aboriginal woman. And she was involved in ATSEC. And I was a member of that and I sat at the table with her and really liked the way that she held herself as a woman against a lot of really tough men. So I think she gave me strength as a woman. You know, you can be there and you can do the job. Also, she was involved in uh, the native title negotiations so once again, our cra- past cross when we went to um, Canberra and that, I would uh, be working there with Lois at a, a national level. So although I never had a lot to do with Lois, she was someone who inspired my life and I think made me stand up and be strong and could lead as a woman. You didn't have to always, you know, s- sit down because the men thought they controlled everything. So that was a good lesson I learnt from Lowerdew. Yeah. And the last one is me, which is really hard to paint yourself and I'd only done it after resisting uh, everyone because it's hard. I mean, you know, it's humbling to paint yourself and people said, well, you've got to do seven and you really should put yourself there. And if the story is about the impact they had on you, well, that's why I painted myself. That's brilliant. And even even your stance says, fine, like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> the crossed arms. <laughs> I, I painted looking at myself in, in the mirror, what? <laughs> is this the first time you've painted yourself in any of your works? Yes, yes. yes. And the last time maybe? I think the last time. <laughs> Well, I'm not really a portrait painter, so... It uh, it's it's so good. It, like, to look at them, I recognised five of the women there. So it's great to hear who all the others were as well. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and so amazing to see because they are all deadly women with amazing stories behind them as well. And yeah. to, to just to see their faces and to be able to attach some of, some of their history to that was really good well, to see. Well, it was when we had the opening up in Port Perio then, these ladies come up and were talking to me about it and 
they said that those women are the rock stars of uh, the Aboriginal community. And I thought, what a good description. And I agree (laughs) with that. They are rock stars of the Aboriginal community, or not only the Aboriginal community, of uh, the community in Australia, the impact they have had on on, uh, Aboriginal issues throughout Australia is immense, yeah, and still having. And and to have that impact and to uh, be able to affect so much change at the same time as raising families, (laughs) (laughs) doing everything else that was expected of them in the home as opposed to what we know of them in their public lives. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah, because all of them, you know, have got uh, strong family connections and children, some of them, and, you know, have put a lot of effort into both and survived it, mm. sort of. Yes. <laughs> and so your, your art practice now, what does that involve? Are you Are you sitting down every day and painting or...? Working with different media? Well, I've gone to... I'm using oils now. I started off uh, uh, doing the uh, acrylics and wire works. I sort of enjoying working in oils. Although I think I'd like to do some, like, sculpture stuff, sort of maybe working with wire and different things, uh, which I enjoyed. Uh I mean, I've got a million ideas. I want to be a dressmaker again. So I used to make all my own clothes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, wow. a lot of people <laughs> don't know that. Yeah. I was quite a good dressmaker. And so what what um, what kinds of things would you make? Like doing doing commissions for people to create works or creating art using those skills? Um, I'd lo- I've had an idea of creating dresses but not the everyday, like, little moo-moo or whatever. A sort of a bit like the Jenny Key and... Oh, and a shame on you, Sandra, for not remembering the woman, how they created these fabulous things. Uh, and they were once-off pieces, sort of. Yeah, just creating some fabulous art in dresses that are pieces of art. Mm, I mean... Maybe. And creating the prints for the dresses, you mean? Uh, maybe, though. I was thinking of, like, a bit difficult where I live. I'm not sort of a printmaker. Haven't done much of it at all. But I thought I could start off, like, you can go in secondhand shops and get the most amazing dresses with this fabulous material and just doing something with second-hand material and thinking about saving it from going into trash somewhere, turning it into a fabulous piece of art, maybe. Brilliant. Mm. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you, Robin. It's been a joy. (laughs) It's been a great time to catch up with you again. Tarnandi is presented by the Art Gallery of South Australia with principal partner BHP and support from the Government of South Australia. View the virtual tour online at agsa.sa.gov.au.